Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. We're live on December 28th. Uh, open phones all hour long. If you want to be on the show, 406-294-0970. Call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've got Sharon Nason on the line from uh, Pro-Life Montana. Sharon, thanks for being on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. You bet. What do you want to talk about? Well, I wanted to let people know about the Montana State March for Life. 2024, which will be at our state capitol in the Capitol Rotunda. That will be on Friday, uh, January 12th from 1130 to 1. And we will have four great speakers. Um, Caitlin Ross, is, she is the official spokesperson for Students for Life of America. And her pro-life advocacy is... Um, in part because she's a proud adoptee. Um, Emily Schneller will be another speaker that we have who wrote the book Misled, How the Pro-Abortion Message Deceives Young Americans. And she first discovered the pervasive promotion of abortion when she started attending Rocky Mountain College in Billings in 2018 and found it in textbooks in her freshman classes. So that is what her book is about. Jeff Lackloppy from the Montana Family Foundation will also be one of our speakers, and he will give an update on the pro-life movement in Montana, some of the legislation, some of the challenges coming up, which are many for Montana. Hey, um, Sharon, are you on, are, are you on speakerphone? Uh, yes, I am. Could you, would you mind taking it off? We're having a little bit of difficulty hearing you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, is that better? That is much better. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt you there. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and then uh, our final speaker will be Deborah Tilden, and she speaks from her own personal experience of abortion, having an abortion, and the trauma and healing um, from that abortion. And she is also an executive producer for Mighty Motion Pictures, which will be launching Abby Johnson's movie Unthinkable this coming March. Um, 2024. Well, that's great. So, so we're ju- just a couple of weeks away here. Um, do people need to do anything or ju- just show up? Uh, they just show up. It's free. Um, we encourage them to come a little bit early because we will have a number of tables from other pro-life organizations like 40 Days for Life, Turning Point USA Space, Catholic Social Services, the Montana Family Foundation, Plus, a number of tables from pro-life authors. Robin Sertel will be there, and she is um, she survived three saline abortions that her mother um, attempted to abort her. So that Jeez. is her story, and she has a book. Hey, Sharon, um, so we're, up against, we're, up, we're up against our first break. Hold, hold on, Sharon. We'll go through this break. We'll come back to you, um, and then we're going to go to Greg in Great Falls. This is David Noble filling in for Aaron Flint. Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. 
This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. We're talking to Sharon Nason with Pro-Life Montana about the upcoming March for Life here in Helena. Uh, Sharon, uh, thanks so much for everything you've been doing here. And what else did you have to add about uh, the upcoming March for Life? Well, I just wanted to let people know that there would be other local marches around the state as, as well. Uh, Gallatin Valley Right to Life will be having theirs on Saturday. January 20th at 10 a.m. at their courthouse. And Matt Britton from 40 Days for Life will be their speaker. Uh, Pro-Life Flathead will be having theirs on Saturday, January 20th at noon um, at Central Bible Church in Kalispell. And their speaker will be Robin Sertel, the woman that I just mentioned that survived three saline abortions. And then the Yellowstone Coalition for Life will be having theirs on Sunday, uh, January 21st. I don't have a time for that one, but they usually have theirs at the county courthouse as well. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sharon. Appreciate everything you've done. Oh, thank you for having me. You bet. Well, to take care and, and happy new year to you. Let's go to Greg in Great Falls. Greg, thanks for calling. Hey, thanks for having me on. You hey, bet. Just to add a little uh, fire to Sharon's uh, uh, issue there. Uh, John Tester, I don't know if you know that he said this, uh, he said that abortion is a fun, is fundamental to who we are as a nation, and he said that allowing states to set their own abortion laws is a step in the wrong direction. That was May 4th of 2022, and his voting record, uh, he's voted 51 times against the position of the National Right, right to Life Committee. He has a zero pro-life rating in the u.s senate so i just thought i'd throw that on the fire for well good 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 information to put out there um what i'm calling about is this week i heard on a talk show and i can't tell you which one it was and i think it was was by a border patrol agent down at the border when these illegals come across and i'm wondering how to verify this he said that these people receive a uh cell phone a ticket airline ticket to anywhere they want to go in the United States and sitting down, you better sit down for this one. They get a debit card with $5,000 on it. And I heard that on the radio. I don't know who said it or what program it was on, but if anybody can verify that, uh, this guy said not many people know about this and that's why he brought it up. So that's, that's all I have to say. And so thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the call, uh, Greg. I've heard that same thing, too. Just just Googling it. Um, USA Today says false claim feds give $5,000 gift cards to illegal aliens. Apparently, this may have originated with an Arizona GOP candidate, Mark Lamb, claimed that $5,000 gift cards are given to illegal aliens. PolitiFact says no. The U.S. government is not giving people who cross the border illegally um, the, these cards. And so I don't know. I, I mean, I certainly I don't trust PolitiFact. I don't trust USA Today. Those are mainstream media, left wing uh, news media operations. So I don't know the truth. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. Uh, to hear that, that that's what was happening and the Democrats and, and the testers of the world would justify it by claiming, 
we're this is we're trying to be humane you know we're trying to we're trying to help everybody out here and so i wouldn't be surprised at all and i'm, I'm sure tester would support it but you know have to have to tell you all that the, according to the left-wing fact checkers that's not true of course it makes you wonder where did the where did the arizona candidate get the information um and and frankly i'd like to ask the democrats i'd like to ask biden and tester why shouldn't we give these illegal aliens um five thousand dollar gift cards i do think that they're being given phones and i think if i recall the biden administration justified giving these illegal aliens phones by saying that they need the phones to be able to either track them or to help them show up for their immigration hearing or, or something along those lines who knows the truth uh, you know, i mean Obviously, the Biden administration is not going to be honest with us about what they're doing. What we do know for sure, as a fact, is that the Biden administration is allowing anybody that shows up to come into our country. They're processing them. They're giving them papers, and then they're they're shipping them all around the country. You've even got Democrats. I've got stories from Democrat mayors in Chicago, New York, other places, very, very upset with Joe Biden because Joe Biden is shipping these illegal aliens. The Chicago, the Chicago mayor... Democrat mayor out of Chicago basically said our city services are, are nearing collapse. Uh, public services in Chicago are close to collapsing because they're overwhelmed with all these um, illegal aliens. Um, Joe Biden is giving b- federal bureaucrats a historic raise while most most Americans are out there living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, the Joe Biden is giving a massive raise for federal government bureaucrats hiking their wages more than 5%, the biggest pay bump for bureaucrats in more than 40 years. Did you folks get a 5% raise going into 2024? I don't think I did. Uh, But apparently, if you're a federal government worker, if you're a federal bureaucrat, you're doing the bidding of the Democrats, then uh, you're going to get this historic 5.2% pay increase. So you get to live paycheck to paycheck out there. You get to struggle to pay your taxes. Meanwhile, the federal bureaucrats are getting a huge pay increase. That's where we're at in this country, the United States of America. David Noble in for Aaron Flint. Live across the great state of Montana. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. We've got open phones all hour long. 406-294-0970. Whatever you want to talk about. Let's go to Scott in Gallatin County. Scott, thanks for calling. Mr. Noble, it's a pleasure to talk with you this morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Doing well. I'd just like to comment on the migrants. Um I'm all for diversity, first and foremost. That's fine. Uh, a couple of things I've noticed over in Gallatin County, I'm at a local thrift store uh, over the weekend, and uh, obviously a family of migrants, and they're pulling out $100 bills to pay. Okay, where's that cash coming from? Because obviously they don't speak a bit of English. They're non-working migrants. So, mm, cash, Okay. And then second of all, a lot of gang tagging graffiti has popped up on very nice buildings, 
the train tracks all over Gallatin County. So, yeah, it might be a problem starting to happen. So that's all I got to say for you this morning. Have a good day. Happy New Year to everyone, and be safe. Thank you, Scott. Happy New Year to you. Appreciate the phone call. Amazing how many calls we're getting from Bozeman about the insane number of illegal aliens coming into Bozeman. Maybe maybe it's just that they they think Bozeman is L.A. They're, maybe they're, tr- they're trying to get to L.A. They end up in Bozeman and they're like, hey, this seems like L.A. This seems like Los Angeles, but it sure is cold here. I didn't I didn't think Los Angeles, California was as cold. Oh, 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 never mind. We're in Bozeman, not L.A. Huh, what a, what a big sh- surprise it must be to some of these illegal aliens when they, they realize that it's actually not L.A. that they're, they're here in Bozeman. Um, Montana schools um, apparently are trying to address a teacher shortage by adopting a four-day work week to better recruit and retain educators. Uh, 222 schools opening four days a week. This is from Montana Free Press. Um, Andrew Dern left his home state in New York and moved 2,000 miles for a job as a music teacher in Stanford, Montana. Um, he kept getting beat out for positions. Um, after Within a few hours of submitting an application uh, in Montana, he got emails and a phone call. Uh, he'd never heard of four-day school weeks, but it wound up being a deciding factor where he wanted to work. I'm a music teacher. I'm making 30 thousand dollars a year no matter where I go. You tell me I can do that working four days a week instead of five days a week and I can have an extra day to relax? He's going to take it. So apparently that's one solution, folks. Just uh, continue paying the teachers what they're paying. Give them raises, but only have them work four days a week. I'm not necessarily opposed to the four days. I'm wondering where what are the kids doing on the fifth day? Um, interesting little story there. I don't know if anybody out there knows anything about that one. Let's go to Lori in Shields Valley. Lori, thanks for calling. Yeah, great to talk to you this morning. Um, one of the earlier callers just wanted to know where the migrants was getting $100 bills. Yep. Uh, there was a worker from Honduras here and... A friend of his asked him why he quit his uh, construction job in the Bozeman area, and he quit it because he can sit at home now and make $2,000 a month from Biden. So, and he said that him and every adult in his household gets a $2,000 check. Under, That's what they're paying. Under what, uh, what program? In under what program? Uh, he didn't know what program. But it was just uh, they're getting checks from the U.S. government for $2,000 a month. So they quit their jobs in Bozeman. Interesting. I've never seen that in the news. I haven't, I haven't heard that one. Um, I, the, the, apparently the $5,000 story is not true. Um, I don't know. The, my understanding, frankly, my understanding has always been that illegal aliens are not entitled to public benefits. That you can't. It doesn't make sense to allow it. That's all sort of been changing more recently. But again, this has been this has been my understanding. I think this is right. But historically, illegal aliens have not been entitled to receive, you know, free health care, food stamps, Medicaid, you name it, housing, Section 8 housing, voucher, whatever, all these different um different public assistance programs that we have here in the U.S., and we have a lot of them. Um, my understanding is that they've never been able to get those, and, and, and in my opinion, they shouldn't be able to. 
Now, I think that is changing in, in some states, and I'm sure Biden is trying to change it. Uh, but I, I really don't know the truth on this one, folks. Uh, I don't know the truth about uh, about what Biden is giving these illegal aliens uh, beyond, beyond the fact that we do know that he's giving them access into the interior of our country. We do know that Joe Biden is is got a wide open border where anybody that shows up at the border gets to come into our country illegally. They get a court date and sometime in the 2030s and they're they're given papers and they're released into the interior of the country. They're put on they're put on flights. They're they're flown all around the country. We know that's true. We know that's a fact. The stuff about, you know, them giving getting money um, that type of a thing, I don't, I don't know the truth on that. I, I, I really don't. I wish I, I wish I could say more about it. Um, Joe Biden has come out in support of the Colorado Supreme Court ruling, saying that Trump committed an insurrection and therefore can't run. Joe Biden said there was no question that Trump was responsible for supporting an insurrection. Apparently, he does not know what an insurrection actually is. Um, Congress is facing two major spending deadlines, shutdown deadlines uh, coming up here uh, in the next month. This is going to be the biggest. This is the biggest political story, the p- biggest political issue. Federal spending is the elephant in the room on all these topics. By the way, jumping back to a, a couple of callers ago, you know, we've been, we've been talking about you know ad spending and and messaging and how, how sh- where should the Republican candidates be spending their mo- ad money and, and what kind of messaging should they be putting out there and all of these things. And I was just sort of thinking, I, I don't know how much it makes a difference in terms of, you know, messaging from the, from the Republicans. I, I, I tend to believe that saying about how politics is downstream from culture. And so I'm not sure that, you know, Republican ad spending or Republican messaging is the deciding factor in terms of whether Republicans or Democrats win. I tend to think the deciding factor is where we're at as a country, uh, spiritually, religiously, culturally, um, those types of things. And so I don't know if if you're if you really want to make a change in this country, I wouldn't focus on pure politics as much as I'd focus on our culture and our society and our kids and our families and our neighbors and our acquaintances and ourselves and our own lives. Uh, But I just wanted to throw that out there. But there is major, major political deadlines coming up here in January. There is a funding cliff in mid-January, a second one in early February. Neither deadlines um, have inspired our politicians to actually get any kind of agreement done. Um, appropriators are concerned of the upcoming election year and legislative priorities have pushed their work to the back of the line, increasing the odds that Congress stumbles into a partial government shutdown in the new year. Well, wouldn't that be a little wonderful little 2024 New Year's gift, uh, having a partial federal government shutdown? Of course, no Republicans want that to happen because they're terrified that they're going to be blamed for it. Never mind the fact that the Republicans could pass a bill that fully funds the government and balances the budget. Joe Biden could veto it, causing the shutdown, and Republicans would still be blamed, even though it only happened because of Biden's veto or the Democrat Senate not passing it. That's the unfortunate reality. Let's go to Karen in Big Fork. Karen, thanks for calling. Hey, Dave. I wanted to corroborate uh, what that gal from the Shield Valley was saying about the uh, benefits. Um on, in the Sean Hannity show, the last week before he left on vacation, there was a uh, a woman who works for the uh, administering the program. She, I think, she was in Connecticut, 
and she said that they are for every for every single individual there is uh, a two thousand uh, dollar stipend a minimum of that that comes into each individual. One is uh, is the cash, and this is food stamp on the EBT cards, the cash benefits, and also food stamps. And 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 there are other corroborating. Uh, I don't know if it's it's not Medicare, sure, but some some form of Medicaid. And even on that five thousand dollar card, somebody referenced earlier. Um, it, it's not a universal thing, but some of the NGOs are. I've heard that from several sources from from interviews with you know Tom Holman and, and his associates over the course of the months. Depending on where they come in, and depending on the NGO, they are giving given. Uh, Give, I don't know what kind of some form of gift card, and, and I've heard the five thousand dollar figure. It's not uh, from the from the feds, but it is. You know, the NGOs get their money from the feds, so all of, all of this is. It's as, that's why we are at half a trillion dollar a year fund to support all of these people coming in. So, it, Karen, so it, it is just so unconscionable. So, Karen, let me let me ask. What, what would your response be? Because the mainstream media, I just I just googled the two thousand dollar. Uh, stipend for illegal aliens. AP News says no migrants do not receive twenty two hundred dollars each yeah. month from well, the federal my, government. My, my, verify my, this. Yeah. Verif- verify this. Says monthly payments for undocumented immigrant claims are false. Um, Everett Harold says fact check. No migrants are not getting twenty two hundred dollars a month from the U S. So how that do you, how do you the, really respond to some of the, these I, mainstream I, I, media I would, fact? How do you respond to some of these mainstream media fact checks like that? And and what do you have any kind of photos or videos or or interviews or things like that? I'm again I'm open to this. I I think it's entirely possible. I don't see any reason why Biden wouldn't be doing it. But I'm just wondering what's your response to the, these you know mainstream mainstream media news fact checks. My response is that they are they they are toting the party line and propaganda because they they don't want they don't want it to disseminate information that would would uh, d- diminish their their program on the open borders. But the the fact is that there are many th- these people who are who are calling in and and and, and uh, talking about these things are they are working for their various states. And in this case, like I said, the most recent one that I heard was this gal from Connecticut. And and she uh, she's got she's got a state job. She administers these things, and she was she was calling she she was on Hannity's program, and they had a they had a a, a pretty uh, you know in depth discussion about it, and and her concern about how how this was. It, it was it was so over the top. Well, I will say people. this. I will say this, Karen. Even even this fact check from the AP does say that there was a report released showing that they are getting these payments. We're up against the break. Thanks for calling in, Karen. We're open phones right after this. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. Bayer was victorious in a California trial initiated by a man who claimed he had developed cancer from long-term exposure to the company's Roundup weed killer. Reuters says that ended what had been a five-trial losing streak for the company and trials over similar claims. Mayer said the verdict was handed down by a jury in California Superior Court late last week. In a statement, the company said the verdict was consistent with the evidence in this case that Roundup does not cause cancer and is not responsible for the plaintiff's illness. Lawyers for the plaintiff, Bruce Jones, didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. Like most plaintiffs in other Roundup lawsuits, Jones claimed the product caused him to develop a form of cancer called non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Around 165,000 claims have been made against the company for personal injuries allegedly caused by Roundup, which Bayer acquired by purchasing Monsanto in 2018. In other news, USDA data shows inspections of corn and wheat for offshore delivery increased week to week, while soybean assessments dropped. 
Corn inspections during those seven days rose to 1.98 million metric tons. That's up from the previous week by nearly 960,000 tons. Wheat assessments reached 428,000-plus tons, a sharp jump from the 285,000 tons the previous week. Wheat inspections now stand at 9.33 million tons, down from 11.8 million last year. I'm Lane Nordlund. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Open phones, if you want to be on the show, 2940970, we can get you on here before the end of the show if you call in right now. Did you guys hear that Kamala Harris posted another photo of her using her gas stove? Kamala Harris is roasted for posting a picture next to a gas stove again on Christmas Day after the Biden administration and other Democrats have been on a terror trying to absolutely eliminate these. Uh, Fox News uh, has a report. The Biden administration launched an aggressive campaign targeting home appliances with eco-regulations in 2023. They are literally engaged in a war on appliances. Um, And you have to assume, again, John Tester, fully on board with this. uh, The Biden administration issued numerous energy efficiency regulations in 2023 2023 that it said would uh, help with man-made global warming. You guys, you can't can't have nice appliances anymore. You can't have gas stoves because of man-made global warming. Uh, The Department of Energy has targeted popular home appliances, including stoves, water heaters, furnaces, dishwashers, refrigerators, ceiling fans. Uh, They're saying they're going to curb man-made CO2 emissions, uh, supporting Biden's ambitious efforts to tackle global warming. Uh, So that's what's going on out there, and it's just in your face. Kamala Harris has been criticized and lambasted for doing this exact same thing over Thanksgiving. So every holiday, you've got these Democrats that are trying to take away your gas stove, posting these pictures on social media uh, with their gas stoves. Kamala Harris was mocked mercilessly online um, because of uh, she posted... Merry Christmas to all. May your day be filled with love, family, and good food standing next to her gas uh, stove. And uh, Georgia uh, Representative Mike Collins is the one that has noticed every single time Kamala Harris posts one of these photos standing next to her gas stove. um, uh, Yeah, Mike Collins had responded on X, quote, is that another gas stove? They're clearly... Uh, trying to block their stove in the pick. So lame, somebody else said. Because, yeah, Kamala Harris did kind of look like she was trying to hide the fact that she's got a gas stove. I mean, how authoritarian do you have to be to want to take away people's gas furnaces and gas stoves? Natural gas is one of the best energy sources we have. Natural gas furnaces, natural gas stoves. I'm a big natural. I'm pro-natural gas. I'm, I'm very pro-natural gas. Why are Democrats and John Tester 
anti-natural gas, man-made global warming. Why are they so obsessed with man-made global warming? Because it's their easiest ticket to gain control and power. You ever notice every single solution to global warming is more money and more power to the Democrats? Um, gas stove with red meat on it. Exactly what they want to take away from Americans, said Tim Young. Somebody else tweeted, you're doing it on a gas stove while your side wants to ban them. Also doing it when Americans are going hungry. You still don't get it. <laughs> on and on and on. These Democrats cooking on gas stoves while most of us out here are living paycheck to paycheck. Over 60 percent of Americans living paycheck to paycheck uh, and the Democrats uh, living it up, having a great time in D.C., posting with their gas stoves while they take away your gas stoves. Um, and meanwhile, the entire federal workforce is getting massive raises this year from Joe Biden. And that's not the worst of the whole thing. Okay, not only are all these federal bureaucrats getting these massive, massive raises, biggest raises in 40 years, but they're not even working. Here's a story from Real Clear Politics. After working from home surge, federal buildings remain largely empty and we've seen uh we've seen some republicans in congress really grill the, the the administration on this issue because nobody's working these federal bureaucrats are not going into the office more than two years after the biden admin called on all federal agencies to create plans to bring employees um who worked from home during covid back to the office the vast majority of washington dc's federal buildings are still sprawling expanses of empty, echoing hallways and offices. So we're paying for them. We're paying for all these beautiful, wonderful, grand buildings in Washington, D.C. To, 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 to house all these federal workers uh, during, for, for their job, to office all these federal workers who are getting a huge raise that none of us are getting. At the same time, uh, they're not even there. They're not even in the office. We've got these huge buildings in D.C. empty. These federal workers are all working from home. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you could just sit at home and get a huge historic raise? Oh, wouldn't it be great? No, it wouldn't actually because then you lose your own dignity. You lose your own self-respect. I'm telling people it's not good for your mental and spiritual health to be working for the government where you can take advantage of the system, you can be lazy, you can sit on Facebook all day. You don't feel good at the end of the day when you come home. When you come home from a day like that and you get home after a long day, you don't feel good. You do feel good when you actually work hard for a private company and you come home at the end of the day and you put in a long day of work. That, that feels good. But working from home, getting a huge raise while you sit on Facebook all day, you're not going to be fulfilled. 17 of 24 federal agencies use an estimated 25% or less of their headquarters office capacity. Less than 25% of the headquarters of 17 of 24 federal agencies are empty or are being used. Less than 25% of these headquarters are being used. In other words, more than three quarters of the headquarters of 17 of 24 federal agencies in DC are empty. All federal buildings except Treasury were operating at or below 31% occupancy, with some far below even 31%. Um, really, really disturbing stuff here. Uh, listen to this. Social Security and HUD were at 7% occupancy. The SBA, 9%. 
Office of Personnel Management, 12%. Transportation, 14%. GSA, 11%. And on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So we've got all these federal bureaucrats getting paid for by our tax dollars in Washington, D.C., all just working from home and getting huge pay raises. This story blew me away. Jack Smith has apparently filed another motion for another gag order asking the court to bar uh, Trump from saying things. Again, uh, really disturbing stuff. We can get into the details on that. Let's go to Lucas Schubert. Or Schubert. I'm sorry, Lucas. I got, got your name wrong. Uh, Lucas, thanks for calling. Hey, how's it going? Just calling in. Heard you talking about uh, energy stuff. And you're right. I mean, it is massive that we are dealing with these Democrats who are coming into the state, the country, and trying to really just jack up prices because a lot of the stuff that they're proposing is not going to meet demand, especially increasing demand. Um, and I don't know if you heard, but the federal government, you might have been talking about it earlier or uh, previous uh, days, but the federal government is going and they're trying to breach a ton of dams on the uh, Black Black Snake River, I believe. Right. And, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a massive problem for Montana Energy because I've talked with uh, one of the city councilors here in Kalispell, and he was saying that, it, I, I believe at least the city of Kalispell, we came really close to just running out of energy um, during the winter, which is a massive problem. Uh, but what, what you said about natural gas is totally true. You know, natural gas is, in, you know, compared to any other time in history, it's the cleanest it's ever been. And, you know, these guys are trying to come in, completely get rid of it. It'd be one thing if you want, you know, you want to put solar panels on your house, you have land, build some wind turbines, you know, I mean, that's one thing, but not subsidized and, you know, of your own volition. And then these guys, they're also against nuclear or uh Right, which, which is pronounced Hey, we're all we're all George we're all George W. Bush fans here. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, but uh, is am I pronouncing it right? It's it's Lucas Schubert, right? Schubert's like the composer. Yeah. Okay, and and we follow each other on X, do we not? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well. You know, the one thing I've been thinking about a lot recently is the legislature can only do so much when we've got a constitution and a court system that, that's kind of doing what it's doing. And when it comes to natural gas and, and global warming, um, I'm starting to wonder if we need a constitutional amendment to basically say, look, uh, we're not going to sacrifice our citizens' well-being for some pie-in-the-sky you know, political theory like global warming. Um, Lucas, i got to go to a break here. I didn't realize we're already at the end of the... The Braves don't stick with us. We'll come back to you. We got Willie in Paradise Valley. Willie, hang on the line. We'll come to you. If you want to be on the show in 2023, you got 10 more minutes today, and we got all day tomorrow. I'll be here live again tomorrow, and we got one more segment. Uh, Lucas and Willie on the line. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. We're talking to Lucas uh, on the line. Uh, Lucas, give us some closing remarks here and then I'm going to go to Willie. 
All right, sounds good. Well, just on what you were saying about the uh, the potential ballot initiative for a constitutional amendment, you need to do that as a grassroots movement because the issue is what we dealt with in the redistricting commission of this 2022 cycle for the legislative maps. The chair is appointed by the state Supreme Court, which is very liberal, the state Supreme Court, and they chose out of the whole state a million people. They chose someone who's donated to Democrats for the past decade. And so, lo and behold, Republicans are going to lose their supermajority. They're going to lose about seven to nine seats in the House and two seats in the Senate. In order to get something on the ballot, you need a supermajority in both chambers. So we're not going to have that, uh, thanks to that gerrymandering. But, you know, I completely agree we need to deal with this huge issue of what's going on in the state uh, with energy. Um, and, yeah, the judiciary is a big thing to it. So I'm going to fight tooth and nail against these guys Good. Uh, in the judiciary. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. Really appreciate that. I think there's a number... I, one of my one of my favorite constitutional amendment proposals is one that I came up with myself in 2020, which is an amendment to say we will never, ever, ever do lockdowns or mask mandates again for anything, period. Let's go to Willie uh, in the Paradise Valley. Willie, thanks for calling. Hey, sir. You ought to get a bonus because you talked about all them federal employees that ain't going to work but get paid anyway. They got all them empty buildings. They need to get the shovel-ready jobs there, have the carpenters and plumbers go in there and replumb all them buildings and move all them illegals in there. And they, in, in Washington, they'll have this big problem solved. <laughs> that's a great idea. So, and I throw that idea. That, that's a really great great idea, Willie. Appreciate the appreciate the creative creative solutions to, uh, to uh, the problem. Although, um, I don't know if the illegal aliens need a place to stay. Seems like they've got a place to say. I don't know how you survive. How do you survive a Bozeman winter uh, without having a place to stay? That that would be the question that I have. Let's go to Jay in the Flathead. Uh, Jay, thanks for calling. Good morning, sir. I'll keep it quick. So I agree with everything that's been said about the hypocrisy of the Democrats. But what I lament and resent more is the invertebrate eunuchs that entirely populate our Republican Party. They're so divided. They're so uh, disunified. They're not unified. They're just sickening. They gnash their teeth and bear their claws for a second. And as soon as it fits their needs, they leave. They don't do squat for us. And I'm not saying don't vote for them because they're better than the Democrats. But man, oh man, we have the best form of government filled with the worst people in the world. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the call. And, you know, you can blame... This, this is kind of always my response to that. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with the, the caller there. My response is always, do we blame, do we just blame the sort of ephemeral, sort of amorphous, the GOP, or do we blame the primary voters, the GOP primary voters? Because remember, folks, every GOP politician in this country that's in office, they first won a primary. They won a primary, and the GOP primary voters put them there. Um, do we blame do we blame uh, people out there for not sacrificing in their own personal lives to run for office? Because a lot of times we don't have a great choice in the primaries. Uh, you know, I mean, look at myself personally. Like I could theoretically run for office, but I, I mean, you, it's it's very difficult to do. 
if you're a working person and you have to work for a paycheck to survive, it's you can't just go run for office. But you know, then again, you know, somebody's got to do it, and somebody's got to be willing to make the sacrifice. And we, you know, you, everybody that's listening, I'm sure you've got your reasons for not running for office, just like I've got mine. Um, and all the GOP primary voters out there, I'm sure they've got their reasons for voting for the people they they have in in these primaries that put a lot of these GOP politicians uh, in their uh, positions. Let's go to John in Laurel. John, thanks for calling. Yeah, I was calling about the. The fact that irregardless of all the immigrants coming in and the problems that that creates, and if we don't um, straighten out our election process, we're not going to get conservatives elected anyway. So we really need to work on that. I agree, but there's nobody in Montana that I've ever heard calling for going back to an election day. Well, let's get their voices loud and clear so that we can get that instigated. Yeah, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of us here in Montana that would like to have an election day again. Um, But I think there's a lot of people in Montana that they like to vote by mail. And so we're good. We're happy with with voting by mail. Of course, you know, Republicans now win Montana with 60 to 65 percent of the vote. So. If, if if Republicans are winning with 60 to 65% of the vote, um, I'm not so sure we've got any problems here in Montana. If, if Democrats were winning with 65% of the vote and, and they weren't allowing poll watchers in and we were doing all-mail ballots and we didn't have voter ID and we don't have registration, then maybe there's a different question there. Um, let's go to Mario in Glendive. Mario, thanks for calling. Well, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Hey, uh, my uh, opinion, my opinion... The uh, cell phone the uh, illegal immigrant getting is actually a tracking device. We, I've heard that. We, we, yeah, I've actually. It's true. I've heard that from, from the Biden administration as well. Mario, I apologize. I, I brought you on the show right at the end of the show. We've already got the bumper music coming. Mario, call back in tomorrow if you want. We'll go deeper into that, but we got to put an end to it today. I'll be live again tomorrow, folks. You don't want to miss it. <laughs>